This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Guna Talk and uh, another episode of our Raw Reaction series at 8 a.m. Joining you six days a week. Uh, no show yesterday, although to be fair, we did do one anyway at 11.45. Myself and Harry had a good chat about Saliba and the run-in. So if you haven't already checked that one out, please make sure you catch up because it was quite a good conversation to be fair. I know a lot of people said some really nice comments as always in the comment section of those shows so thank you so much for those that did tune in and thank you for those that are going to but uh it is match days eve arsenal still have to wait an extra day to play tomorrow evening against crystal palace however we was treated to quite a nice day of football yesterday We're talking about that and more as we go through today's stories but without further ado let's say good morning good morning the chat to matt g steve stone harvey good morning to paul to sarvik to manu uh olu rathaveris jose noel uh, a wafo. Uh, we've got Paul, uh, Mr. Dazen. We've got Jing Lin. We've got Damien. Uh, who else have we got? Kevin, Rick, uh, Viraj. Good morning to all of you guys. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Make sure. Yes, of course, NSW. Of course, uh, Matt G is first. It's just, it's, it's becoming a, it's becoming the meme, the new TGT meme at the moment, which is great. I love it. I love the competition. I love the fact that you're competing for that first spot. It's great. Um, but anyway, let's crack on with the stories, uh, as always. Uh, do go subscribe to the Arsenal way. Um, no show this morning because it's Sunday and we do these on weekdays, but we'll be obviously live over there at 10 a.m. tomorrow, or at least I think we will. I will need to double check that, but because it's an evening game, I mean, I'm starting work at four tomorrow, so... Uh, it will depend upon who's around, if someone's around to do the show. If not, it'll be back on Tuesday. But there should be a reaction show at some point as well on the channel too. We'll be doing our reaction in the Tuesday 8am show. So make sure that you're tuning in to get my reaction on the channel for that game. Our first story, though, is, <laughs> is Chelsea. Uh, brilliant. Just brilliant. Uh, I, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing quite like watching Chelsea get battered. Um, quite like Spurs, uh, Chelsea getting battered everywhere they go at the moment. I'm enjoying this new era uh, of of Chelsea Football Club. I don't know about you, but I'm, I think it's got off to a great start. Personally, I think that you know, 
there are going to be some tougher challenges to come for them. You know, Brentford, very good signs, especially away from home, getting four goals. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's really opened up the pathway. Uh, Chris says, on the road to third spot, I believe. Look, it's opened up the pathway for additional, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Incentive is a good word to describe it because, you know, we've all been talking about fourth, trying to get fourth in the table, trying to get to where Man City and Liverpool, and a lot of people put Chelsea in that same bracket. And if imagining if Arsenal can finish above Chelsea this season, that would be a massive, massive push. I mean, people talking about fourth is the expectation, you know, fourth is the standard. Well, finishing above Chelsea in third place would be a hell of a big push. And a hell of a big middle finger as well. To a lot of people have been criticising where Arsenal are as well. So that would be obviously fantastic to see. Um, but Chelsea themselves, please, just more of this. More of this, guys. Just just drop more points. It's really, really helpful to us. I can't wait to have a look at the uh, Premier League prediction algorithms after our game on Monday. We obviously have to do the business ourselves and take advantage of these results. Speaking of taking advantage of results, Leicester City, thank you. Very much, much appreciate the one-one draw, at Old Trafford. Uh, I I'm enjoying this. People saying that you shouldn't mock until we've got our points. I say no. I say enjoy it while you can because we may drop points on Monday. We may lose that game. We may draw that game. So I'm going to enjoy this now. I'm going to enjoy Chelsea dropping points. I'm going to enjoy Leicester uh, getting a result at Manchester United. I mean, what's the fun in getting all nervous and worrying about what we're going to do on Monday? No, no, no. We're going to enjoy this now. And if Spurs drop points, I'm going to laugh at Spurs because that's what football is about. It's not about, you know, being miserable and saying silly things on the internet. Well, it kind of is. But, you know, it's just great. And I, I don't think I have jinxed it, Matt, because, you know, I talk about a lot of games where the teams lose points and Arsenal either lose or win or draw. But it's part of football. You know, we're all going to enjoy other teams uh, losing points. But yes, we're all getting behind Newcastle today. Fingers crossed they can do a result for us over Spurs. That'd be great. I'm not expecting a lot, to be honest. But uh, Joe Willock and his army, his Toon army, need to get all maximum points as much as possible. Moving on to the transfer stories, and we start off first with Gabriel Magalash. Not a transfer away, but rather some good news because reports suggesting that Arsenal are set to offer him a brand new contract. Interesting that this is happening uh, two years after we signed him in 2020. Kind of a cycle is, is starting to show itself where you sign a player two years down the line. We're looking to kind of, you know, find that new contract for those players. You see Emil Smith-Rowe breaking into the team, new contract in 2022 um, or 21. Um, but uh, it's it's showing that kind of two-year cycle that Arsenal are getting into a rhythm of to keep their players tied down, to keep their best players at the club. Bakai Saka signed a deal two years ago and two years later in 2022, we're signing to get another extension for him. I'm starting to see this plan is going into motion. So 2023, if Ben White starts looking like he's going to get a new deal, maybe that does show even further what we can expect from uh, this club and the way they manage their players. Um, a really interesting link coming out of Brazil. Uh, Shakhtar next right back Dodo. Now, you may have been aware that because of the situation, of course, in Ukraine, um, that players of Ukrainian teams are able to transfer at the moment. I think Leon signed uh, a player Reese, I think Real Madrid have also signed someone as well. Arsenal are being linked with the right-back Dodo. Now, I'm not sure whether or not this is one that would happen before the summer transfer window. There are a number of teams that are said to be interested in the Brazilian fullback. 
But with Hector Bellerin and his future looking like he's going to move on in the summer, there is this link. I don't think we need to. I think that Cedric and Tommy Asu is fine with Brooke Norton, uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey coming through. I think he's a really exciting talent that we should definitely look to invest in rather than investing in any kind of fullback to to block that path. Uh, again, Lincoln won uh, at the hands of, well, frustrated the misses, let's just say. Less said about the Lincoln game, the better. <laughs> but uh, it was a really good result for Brook Norton Cuffey again um, and, uh, and was part of that starting team. So I really don't think there is a need for Arsenal to push forwards with this plan. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see. What's all the congratulations going into the, into the chat box? I... <laughs> What is going on? Uh, okay, uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm looking at the chat. And everyone's wishing someone congratulations, and I can't. I don't have a clue why. Uh, <laughs> Deary me. Um, Lou, moving on to the striker. Someone give us some, you know, uh, <laughs> clarity on that. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, though, is the main striker uh, to talk about today, along with two others. And the interesting news surrounding Calvert-Lewin is that supposedly Arsenal have moved on um, from the possibility of signing the English forwards. He's not done particularly well this season. I'm not surprised if Arsenal don't want to associate themselves with any kind of risk with the striker they go for. And he would be a risk because this season has been a bit of a disappointment for them. I think that what could benefit Arsenal is looking at how much he might be available for if Everton were to say go down that would significantly change things um and if he's available for you know there's supposed figures of less than 30 million quid being banded around and if he's available for that kind of money it does seem counterintuitive maybe not to visit that if you are especially going for two strikers so I think that's a really solid one moving forward uh, Matt Thornton's just Matt G got disqualified from being first. Why? What's he? Why did he get disqualified from being first? What's he done? Has he cheated? <laughs> I don't know how you could cheat, but somehow Matt G cheated in the chat box this morning. Unbelievable scene. Um, Victor Ozimen uh, is our penultimate story. In fact, what we'll do is we'll combine this story with the the headline story, which is also Lazzaro Martinez, because reports coming from Italy suggest that Arsenal might go for both um, strikers this summer. Quite nice contrasting styles. You've got Ozimen more physical um, than what Latara provides, more of a number nine than what Latara is. I look at Latara more as kind of, you know, your, your, your not your second striker. He's kind of that hybrid role between nine and second striker. I suppose a little bit like Lacazette. But you've got Latara that's a little bit more direct, a little bit more, a lot more energetic, a lot more dynamic than Lacazette. A much more of a goal threat. So the idea of Ozymen and Lazaro Martinez together in the same side would be a hell of a project. So if this is what Arsenal are indeed planning, and the reports coming out from Italy are true, that is quite a hell of an investment that they would be looking to achieve uh, in the summer transfer window. But again, we keep talking about these strikers. At the end of the day, Arsenal need to qualify for the Champions League, and that will be de- well, that will be determined by tomorrow. <laughs> Certainly, if we don't get any points against Palace, it's a big, big dent. But thankfully, other teams around us are dropping points, so we need to try and get a result at Palace without a shadow of a doubt. Anyway, let's jump into your questions. Uh, we're going to go for about ten more minutes and answer as many of them as feasibly possible. So let's get them into the chat box, and we'll go through them as much as possible. Okay, lovely stuff. Let's see what you guys are saying indeed in the chat box. Use the capital Q. It really helps your questions stand out and I get through them 
much, much quicker. Let's scroll up. Uh, smooth, uh, Smoth Smoth uh, says, love the show, Tom. Keep up the good work, my fellow Guna. Thanks for getting up early for us, mate. No problem at all. Hope you're enjoying the series. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please, please do. And subscribe to the channel as well. Matt's dropping in the question. If Saliba stays, do you think that puts the backup right back on the back burner? This idea that William Saliba could play as a right back as well as Ben White and provide cover. Both have played in that position for their club sides. White has even done it for England now after playing it against, I think it was the Ivory Coast, where he kind of moved into that right back slot to cover the last 30 minutes or so of the game. It's an option that we have. I don't think we even need to worry about necessarily signing a right back while we have Tommy Asu and whilst we have Cedric and whilst we have Brooke Norton Cuffey coming through. But I think that Saliba and White's ability to cover that role gives us plenty um, of kind of cover should we need it. So, yes, I think it probably does put the idea of a, a right back on the back burner, but we'll have to wait and see what the club does. Um, Jake says, did you see the links to Bremer of Torino and the Zagreb centre-back? No, I didn't, Jake. Please feel free to tell me who on earth these people are because that's gone way over my head, if that is indeed the case. Usually go for all the latest. Um, Arsenal join Manchester United and Tottenham in Glaison Bremer pursuit, according to Tuto Juve. Uh, this is why I didn't report it. <laughs> uh, who is this guy? Glaison Bremer. Wow. Never, ever heard of him. 25 years of age, Brazilian um, fullback. Rated at 30 million euros. Wow. I mean, he's quite highly rated, supposedly. Three goals, one assist in 28 games so far this season. Um, playing at centre-back, it says here. He's a centre-back. He's not even a full-back. So I don't know. I just assumed he would have been a right-back. But no, wow. Three goals, one assist. Five goals last season and one assist playing uh, still for Torino. Season before that, uh, he got three goals and, well, he got five goals and three assists from centre-back. Clearly, this is someone um, with the ability to score a goal or two from the back. But uh, I have got to say, I have no idea who he is. Um, 25 years of age, though, Jay, who says that Bremer will be one of the best centre-backs in Europe in a couple of years. He's immense. John says Bremer is going to enter Reporters are just playing games right now. Again, maybe someone that's like really good on FIFA, and that's because I don't play it, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, Temi says, someone said Arsenal don't want Calvert-Lewin because he looks like Kalasinac. What? <laughs> he looks nothing like Kalasinac at all. Matthew says, Tom signing Tulemans and Calvert-Lewin, or Calvert-Lewin rather, because we might get them at reasonable prices is not the reason we should sign them. We should not sign them if the if we do not deem them top quality. No, I think you're absolutely spot on, Matt. I don't think you should sign a player with price as, the, as kind of the leading factor. Quality always has to come first. But that being said, look, we know that Calvert-Lewin can provide quality performances. We know that Yuri Tielemans is a quality footballer. I don't think Tielemans is anything to look at in regarding price and that being a factor to sign him over the quality of the player. I think Tillemans is a quality central midfielder. The price is just a bonus in that sense. But Calvert-Lewin, there are better strikers out there that I think we should be looking for. Uh, Rick says, more like an observation, but don't you think we need to rate Saka's mental health more? Given the Euro situation, him and Rashford had, Saka's come out stronger than ever. Yeah, look, I think that I'm not going to sit here and compare how two players have reacted from what was an awful situation because I'm not going to give praise to one player for reacting better because there is an understanding of the, you know, the awful abuse that both Saka and Rashford and Jaden Sancho, of course, all suffered uh, after the European Championship final. 
Uh, but what you have to say, speaking on an individual basis, is that Saka's been fantastic this season. And Saka has grown this season and matured this season. Perhaps that experience was something that buoyed him. It's something that he shouldn't have to go through, but has responded from really, really positively. Um, Matt, did I see Matt Turner's statement on Twitter about his injury? Let's have a quick check. Yesterday was my day off, so I've been pretty much out the loop. <laughs> I'll try to catch up on everything this morning. Update for you all, says Matt Turner. I always try to be candid and honest with the media, as you all know, and I hate having to even do this. I gave an interview yesterday, and my words have been pulled around to fit certain narratives, so I'd like to set the record straight. The US men's national team game in Minnesota has nothing to do with what's kept me off the field these last few weeks. I had a brief bout of tendinitis uh, after that game in my left foot that was quickly resolved and back to 100%. After that, I resumed, tra- uh, resumed preseason with the Revolution and training before playing in the final friendly of preseason. Early on in that game, a reckless, unnecessary preseason sliding challenge came in, which left me a hairline fracture on my right foot. Two different injuries on two different feet, completely unrelated. My rehab is going very well. I'm hopeful of getting cleared and returned to training again very soon. And I can put this chapter behind me and get back to doing what I love every single day. Thank you for all the fans that have sent me well wishes my way along this part of the journey. Your support was felt and helped to keep me going. Seems fine. So he's got a hairline fracture. We've got a long, long time until the start of next season. I'm sure he will be fine. Um, so that's not a problem at all. Uh, and says, any more news on Gakpo? The more I see of him, the more I love what he could potentially bring to Arsenal. Only that Arsenal are very interested. And uh, that's all that we can discuss at this moment in time. And I think that... We're going to see these links progress. We've got 10 games left of the season. We've got, what, less than eight weeks left, seven, eight weeks of the season remaining. We're in a situation where we're going to see some links crop up. But only until the summer we're going to start seeing things move. We did get it confirmed that the June 1st will be the opening of the transfer window as well uh, across Europe, uh, 1st of July. And that September 1st will be the day that the window closes as well. Um, Noel says, I am conflicted, Tom. My best friend is going to England for the first time. I'm watching his favorite team, Spurs. I want him to have a good time, but I want them to lose. Um, I can understand your confliction, Noel. I hope he has a great time in London. I hope he enjoys his trip other than that very match. I hope he has an awful time and I hope his team lose. Because quite frankly, I don't care. I've got some very, very good friends who are also Spurs fans. Yes, it, it, it can be done. Um, but you wish them absolute misery. <laughs> That's all you do. You you absolutely just wish them utter pain and misery when they're in that ground, and that's their own doing. And, you know, they've made their peace with it. They've decided to be Spurs fans. You can't help them. They are too far gone. So, Noel, don't feel conflicted. Feel directed to say, I hope you lose. <laughs> Simple as that. Tim, did you see McTominay's yellow card tackle on Madison? How does it differ from Xhaka's red card tackle against City? It doesn't. I also thought that the decision to rule out Iheanacho's goal for that little drag on Varane's foot was a joke like that if you're going to rule out a goal for that it's what's the point in playing it's ridiculous that that was given uh as as a free kick and you know that that goal was ruled out for that because it's that's mental it was an absolutely mental decision and Leicester should have won that game Kevin says would Ozymane Nunez uh, a centre midfielder right back and a couple of depth players be a good window it would be a mentally good window Kevin that would be a brilliant window um to see Arsenal pull off so yeah without a shadow of a doubt Amandeep says thoughts on matters on the left sided central midfielder eight if he's available for less than 50 million pounds I, I think Madison and Odegaard playing in the same team would be something quite special to watch uh, I quite like seeing him play in this eight role for Leicester uh, when he does it I think he can play it it would 
open us up a bit more in the midfield. So we'd arguably need to use it in certain games and not others. But yeah, look, I think we need to find a more attacking central midfielder to give us more options in the middle. Maybe he's the one that we go for. Owen, good to have in the chat box, my friend. Uh, do you sympathise with Arteta over the fact he's continuing to put Eddie on or should he scrap that completely? I think that there is reason behind it, Owen. Um, I think the reason behind him doing it is because he knows that he's a Lacazette injury away from having Eddie Nketiah as his only striker left. I know Gabriel Martinelli could play there, and I would personally rather that. But when you know that you're only one injury away from seeing Nketiah being your only striker, it makes sense that he's still playing him. I used to be quite critical of the idea of bringing Nketiah on. I didn't think it brought anything. But when, with greater thought, when you think about it, it does make sense that he's still playing Nketiah just in case that worst-case scenario does indeed happen. Ian says, Chelsea got whopped today. Ericsson was good on the other note. Would you take Madison as competition for Odegaard? Oh, we just discussed that. Uh, I think I would. Yes. Um, Samuguera says, hi, Tom. Uh, my prediction against Palace is a 4-1 to the Arsenal. Love that. Speaking of predictions, I am going to struggle this week to do a prediction, a preview show for the Palace game just because of how work is. Um, I'm on a 10-6 today and then I've got a birthday meal out in the evening. So I'm very busy. And then tomorrow is the game it could be quite tricky. Uh, so I'm not sure we're going to get a preview show in. If we are, it would be the day of the game because I don't start until four o'clock tomorrow. So maybe we do one midday-ish if people are about, but it's a Monday. So doing a midday preview show on a Monday is a bit odd. So we may just have to give this one a bit of a miss. Uh, Jalonga says, which do you think is more paramount to get in the summer? Two centre mids and one striker or two strikers and one centre mid? Two strikers and one centre mid, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Goodhouse says, hello, Tom. Uh, if you could only sign one position out the following, which would you rather go for? Backup right back, backup right wing or backup cam? Backup cam uh, would be the one. So I think we need a better, more depth in the attacking midfield. Um I think that back up with right wing, we've got Pepe at the moment until he moves on. We don't need to bring one in. I would get better if the opportunity came forward. Back up right back, I've already discussed. don't think we necessarily need either because we've got a great option coming through. But back up Cam, I'd love some competition for Odegaard. I think that that would be a really solid move for Arsenal. I see Smith-Rowe flourishing on the left more so than the middle. I think he's an option there, but I see him flourishing more so on the left-hand side. Um... Cass says, we, we've been linked with so many players, Tom. My head is starting to spin. So you, what will uh, we just wait until Arsenal signs whoever in the summer? Uh, look, I, I recommend doing that. If you want to just zone out a transfers because it's spinning you out, then do it because it's going to be a long roll up to the summer transfer window. It's going to be a long summer transfer window. Oh, shorter than usual because obviously we started a bit earlier in the season, but... Hopefully, we get our business done pretty quickly. But uh, we'll be continuing to continue uh, to bring you updates. And when the, when the season is over, you'll start getting your tactical breakdowns or all of the possible transfer targets that will be going for. There's going to be shows on Ozyman and Fabian and uh, Gakpo and Nunez. We're going to be getting all of them done. So don't you worry. Plenty more still to happen. Christopher, did I see that Balogun scored again for Middlesbrough? I tell you what, he is just... He's flourishing, and we love it. Yeah, he got a goal and a 4-0 win over Peterborough. Great result for them. I don't know where they quite are in the table right now, but it's where they're fifth. They were outside the playoff places, as far as I was aware, when he joined. So he is really pushing them off. He's got them above Blackburn Rovers, who were top of the table at one point in the season. Wow. 
uh, that is pretty impressive. Not as impressive as seeing Luton Town, though, in fourth. That is quite a feat for Luton Town. Fair play to them. But yeah, Middlesbrough pushing up into those playoff places. That would be brilliant to see Balogun get involved in that kind of uh, kind of competition. That'd be great towards the end of the season to watch. Savic says, with Brighton Southampton both not in form coming up for Arsenal, three points in those games could seal the deal with our rivals dropping points here and there. Like I think if we can get three, if we can get nine points on the next three games, you could see a gap, a serious gap between us and our rivals before we play some really, really tough fixtures. So that's what we need to focus on. Three points in the next game, then three points in the next game, and just move forward quite like that. Uh, Nat Nail says, what are your thoughts on Danny Olmo? I think he'll be exceptionally expensive, <laughs> is what I think. But he's a very, very good player, and I would definitely take him. Kingsley says, if mentored well and molded, Gakpo can be like an Henri. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I think he's got the perfect profile for someone to be transitioned into a central striker. Uh, Savick says, thoughts on Dukesbury Hall. He's becoming a Ward-Prowse player from what I can see. I like, I really liked his performance yesterday. I thought he was fantastic for Leicester. He's really come out, of, not nowhere, but he's come out from, yeah, well, nowhere, actually, to be fair. <laughs> I really hadn't heard of him much before last season, but he's proven to be a very, very astute midfielder uh, for Leicester City. And maybe James Ward-Prowse, I've been interested in him. I'd quite like to see us maybe go for someone like him. Um, but Dukesbury Hall... Looks a very exciting young talent. Jacob Ramsey's, though, the one that I'd, I'd pick over him without a shadow of a doubt. I've said that like seven times this show. Matthew says, Tom, would you enjoy Guna Mike's Euro football schedule? It seems mental. He is mental. If there is anyone that could put together uh, a Euro footballing tour like, like he is, it is that. Also, if there's anyone that could book a trip to Borussia Dortmund and then leave your, your ticket in your hotel room, also... That's only Mike that will be managed to be able to be doing that. You, you've got 12 games. You know what you're doing. You've come to it. You've come to Europe to watch football. And what do you do? You leave your football ticket in your hotel room. I mean, that's just despicable. <laughs> that's just terrible. Imagine, imagine that. Just don't trust Mike with anything. Nothing. You can't trust him. If you're wondering who we're talking about, we're talking about Mike from the Gooners pod. Make sure you're tuning in and subscribing because Owen does some really good stuff, as does our good friend Jared Carver and Andy Rhodes and Mike Hernandez as well. So do go and check those guys out. That guy there says, Tillemans played really, really well yesterday. Will be the perfect Jacka replacement. I've always been a backer of Tillemans. I've always defended him, even when people have like gone off of him a bit because he's struggled a bit this season because he's, you know, he's not that happy at Leicester. I've backed him. And, you know, I think that he needs to be someone that we really consider in the summer. Ronald says, our main competition is Spurs for fourth place. It absolutely is. Could we ch uh, pip Chelsea to third? We absolutely could. If we win, we're only two points behind them. And we have to play them. Get a result at Stanford Bridge and you're laughing. You're absolutely laughing. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Join me again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for... The last look ahead. In fact, we might combine the morning show with the preview show tomorrow. That makes quite a bit more sense, doesn't it? And we'll see if anyone's about from the members to jump on in the morning 8am show. Let me know in the Discord server if you indeed are. Um, but drop a like, subscribe if you're new. Uh, let's hope for another result. Newcastle can do us a huge favour. Uh, fingers crossed that we can then get a result tomorrow. And then a reaction to that game will be on Tuesday. See you soon, guys. Have a great one. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.